Welcome to Leading Lights. Thanks for listening. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. All right. Ephesians, we've talked about the church there. And one little thing has jumped out at me from Ephesians chapter 4. And I just want to talk about it now just for a few minutes. Ephesians 4 talks about how the church works together. It's a wonderful little passage. It starts off by saying, Jesus, uh, let me just read you a few of the verses. But to each one of us, verse 7, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. So it starts off by saying, Jesus has given grace to us as a church. Grace poured out, empowerment, love, grace, spirit of God, abilities, gifts. God has poured it into each one of us. Grace has been poured out. Then he says, verse 11, there were apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers who equip the saints, all of us, for the work of the ministry so that we will be, come to unity of the faith, knowledge of the Son of God, and to a mature or perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. As that works, we are built up into a strong church. Then he goes on to say, then we will no longer be children tossed about by every wind of doctrine and teaching, but speaking the truth in love, we will grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ. So this picture of the church working and moving and apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and quipping, and we're all doing our bits and we're becoming mature, not tossed about the full measure of, of Christ growing up into the head. And then this verse 16, which is on the screen. From him, that's Jesus, the head, the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. And I, I was reading this and something jumped out at me. I've always seen from this passage that there's supply causing growth of the body. I've seen that it comes from the members, the supply. When everybody does their bit, there's a supply that causes growth in the body. I've seen that there's a supply that comes from God, the grace of God from the head, the supply, the grace comes and grows the body. I've seen that there's been supply that comes from the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. They equip the saints. I've seen all those areas of input, nourishment, supply, that comes to the body and causes it to grow. But there was one area that I'd never seen before, and I want to share it with you today. And I've never heard a sermon on this before, and I believe it's a powerful truth that we've missed. Can I just say that I think, if I'm honest, Christians today have understood all the areas of supply except this one that I'm going to speak about today. So, Christians have understood, I'm supplied by God my Father. People have understood, I need to plug into Jesus I need to spend time with Him, get filled with the Spirit, filled with His Word, supply grace. Most of us have understood that here. If you haven't understood that, you're not a Christian yet, and I would love to pray with you at the end to accept Jesus, because that's the most important source of supply to make you strong, is God Himself. Most of us have understood that. Many of us have understood receiving supply from apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Many of us have understood, if I listen to a sermon, if I go to a minister, if I get help, I'll get built up. <coughs> Most of us, many of us have understood that. Many of us have understood getting supply from other Christians. I wonder if I ask for a show of hands, how many of you have been blessed by somebody else in church 
at some stage in your life? Most of us would say yes. Sister so-and-so helped me when I was sick. Brother so-and-so gave me a word of encouragement. Sister so-and-so did this or that. We've all received supply from each other. That's the third one. The fourth one is when I give, I am blessed. (laughs) And most of us have understood that to some degree. Remember, Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. And it talks about in this verse how as each part does its share, the body is built up. As I give, you know, when I prepare to give a sermon, I'm blessed more than you are. When you, when you give out of yourself, you receive. Amen? Jesus said, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you give, you will receive. So we know that I receive from Jesus. Amen. I receive from ministers. Amen. I receive from other Christians. Amen. I receive when I give. Amen. But there's a fifth avenue of supply that I just want to mention briefly today. Can you see this verse on the screen? Ephesians 4 verse 16. The whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. I've got a little table at home. It was my wife's grandmother's table. It was made about 60 years ago. And it's carved intricately and there's beautiful woodwork and inlays and varnish. It's a beautiful little table. It's tiny. It's only about that high. And the top of the table is beautiful and the legs of the table are beautiful. But the joint where the leg and the top meet is rubbish. (laughs) And as a result, that table is rubbish. Can I just say... That there is something about the joint that I think you and I have missed. Yes, even you. You may have been in church for 30 years. There's something about the joint that we may have missed. I was reading a newspaper article recently, a couple of weeks ago, talking about the England rugby team. There's a guy, uh, a rugby expert called Ben Darwin, who's uh, developed a system called the Teamwork Index. It's an algorithm where he analyzes a rugby team based on how well they work together and they know each other. And he said this. This was just two weeks ago in the newspaper. He said, English players are just as skillful as the All Blacks, but it's impossible for the coach to produce a team that can win. A good system, he says, relies on cohesion. When you have an uncohesive team, it's like a family that's arguing all the time. Cohesion is a measure of the understanding players have with each other according to the teamwork index figure, which is an algorithm based on their working together. He's saying it's not enough to have great players if if the joint isn't good. (laughs) Another illustration. You can have a brilliant forearm, strong forearm, able to do forearm stuff. And you can have an excellent biceps, fantastic biceps. And on their own, they are the most awesome body parts. But if there isn't a good elbow, (laughs) there's nothing. And in this verse, he says, we are joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. There is a supply that comes from the joint. 
You can be the most awesome Christian with the most amazing gifts in the world and be filled with the Spirit and have words of prophecy and everything else. But if you're not joined to another Christian in a body, your gifts are almost useless. In fact, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, if I speak with the tongues of men and angels, if I give all I have and give my body to be to the flames as a martyr, if I give everything to the poor, but I have not love joined to somebody, I'm nothing, he says. I'm a clanging gong or a resounding cymbal, useless. Wow. Let me read you the same verse in several other versions. The reason I'm doing this is because the NIV doesn't say it as well as the other versions. So I've read you the New King James. The Revised Standard says, Joined and knit together by every joint with which it is supplied. New American Standard. Fitted and held together by what every joint supplies. Young's literal. Being fitly joined together and united through the supply of every joint. ESV, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped. Derby, fitted together and connected by every joint of supply. Webster's, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies. There's a supply that you get as a Christian from being joined to other Christians, which you, you can have as good a relationship with Jesus as you like. You can have the best teaching received from Joyce Meyer, Creflo Dollar, and five others. You can be giving out amazing ministry to others. You can be blessed by other Christians from time to time. But if you don't have this joint, this committed, I'm in a relationship in a body with somebody, there's a supply you're missing. Colossians is a book that was written at the same time as Ephesians. Did you know that? Whenever there's a verse in Ephesians that you're not sure about, you look for the corresponding verse in Colossians, and it'll explain the verse in Ephesians. The two, Paul wrote both letters at the same time to two different churches, and they follow exactly the same chronology. All the way through Colossians and Ephesians, you can compare the two books, and they say the same thing. And this verse in Colossians, I've read you the one in Ephesians, this is what Colossians says. And Marie, if you can give it to us. It says, they're not holding fast to the head, from whom the whole body nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments grows with the increase that is from God. How does the body grow? How is the body nourished? How does God put increase into the body? Through joints and ligaments. Isn't that fascinating? I don't know about you, but this is... It, it's blowing my mind when I'm realizing this. There's something that can be missing if I'm not joined to other Christians. So how does it work in practice? Can we just be as honest as, honest as I can? Let me start by saying that I don't expect what I don't expect. I don't expect membership. Names on a list. I don't expect that. Because, how many of you know you can have your name on a list but you're not joined to anyone? <laughs> Isn't that true? 
How many of us have got our names on some list somewhere and it's irrelevant to our lives? You can have your name on a list, you can have signed a form, but you're not really joined to anyone. It's not about, it's not about an administrative process. Amen? Second thing is, it's not something you can force. You can't say, you must join to me. It's something that's organic and it grows. It, it happens over time. It, it takes on a life of its own. You cannot force a relationship to work. You cannot say to them and them, you two become friends. You can't do it. Amen? Thirdly, it's unrealistic to think that everybody who meets together in a church is connected in the same, to the same degree. It's just unrealistic. <coughs> there are some people who come to church who are so co connected and committed. And there are others who God has called to do other things, but they just attend our church on Sundays. And they're not as connected and committed to what we're doing. But that's because God's called them to do something else. And they're just coming here on Sundays. And that's fine. It's unrealistic to think that we're all going to be mega 100% committed. Unrealistic. Can I just read you a fascinating little passage to prove this point? Out of 1 Corinthians 16. Paul is talking about this connectedness. Um, verse 8. I will tarry in Ephesus until Pentecost, for a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. So Paul is writing to Corinth from Ephesus. He says, If Timothy comes to you, see that he may be with you without fear, for he does the work of the Lord as I also do. Paul was sending Timothy, but Timothy was a timid, fearful man. And Paul writes ahead to Corinth. He says, When the great Timothy arrives, please don't scare him. That's what he says. But then he says, because he does the work as I do. In other words, he's one of my representatives. He's one of, he's one of the guys on my team. Therefore, let no one despise him, but send him on his journey in peace, that he may come to me, for I'm waiting for him with the brethren. So Timothy was very close to Paul. But now listen to this next verse. Now concerning our brother Apollos. I strongly urged him to come to you with the brethren, but he was quite unwilling to come at this time. However, he will come when he has a convenient time. Can you see this contrast here? Timothy, he's my boy. Don't scare him. Listen to him. He's representing me. Apollos, my brother Apollos. I love him. He's with us here in Ephesus. He said he was an apostle. Apollos was an apostle. Many people believe he wrote the book of Hebrews. Apollos was a great man of God, but he wasn't as linked to Paul as Timothy was. Paul said, Apollos, please will you go to Corinth? Apollos said, nah, I'll go when I've got the time. Do you see that? And Paul is fine with that. <laughs> He's completely realistic. He says, it's not real for us all to be in the same team. We love each other as a brother. Apollos is my brother. But you know what? He's called to do something slightly different to what I'm, I'm called to send people to Corinth to build up that church. But he's not. He's got another thing and he'll do what he wants to do. And that's fine. Paul didn't get his nose out of joint. Oh, oh, Apollos, what a bad guy. 
he's not, he's not loyal to me. No, no. He's, he's a brother. Do you see this? Do you see how this works? In practical terms, what that work means in this church is there are some people who are here, but God has called them to do something else. But they want to be here. That's fine. I'm completely okay with that. If you've got a calling to, you know, reach something or do something or do another ministry, completely fine. However, there are some people here who say, you know what, I am so full in with what this church is doing that this is where all my money goes, <laughs> all my time, all my effort, all my energy, everything. I'm, I'm in. And I, I really want to say I'm completely happy with those who are not completely in. But it's those joints that are the supply that'll, that'll bring life. And so if you're here and you're not, you know, you don't really get a vision for leading lights or whatever, that's fine. But make sure you join to somebody who has the same vision as you because it's those joints that will supply the life for what you're trying to do. <laughs> do you see what I'm saying? Very important. And don't try and convince us to follow your agenda. We'll support you 100%, but you need your own team who agree with what you're doing and preferably get a church going because that's the best way to get it done. But... That's the way the church works. It's when there's a, a joint and a, and a unity. Philippians 2. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Okay. I could talk more, but I'm going to stop there. We need, we need to be joined because when we're joined, the supply flows. If you're not joined, you need to get joined. If you're the, a Christian and you say, you know what, I'm a super strong forearm. I'm connected to Jesus and I've got ministry gifts that I can just, wow, I can do it. And I enjoy this and that and that. But I don't want to be connected anyway. I'm going to be a, a traveling forearm. I just want to say, in love and compassion, you will never be an effective forearm until you join with another part of a body and you together do it. Because God never lets any body part do it on its own. It's always in a body. You need to be joined to some other Christians. And when you're joined, you'll have one vision, one mind, one purpose. There'll be a connection. There'll be a commitment. You'll know who you are without a name on a list. And one of the signs is, where does your money go? <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. You know, there's people on the internet who listen to our church, who, who give money to our church. People in other parts of the world. And I know that they're with us. There's other people who come and they don't give money. And they can say they're with us. But what you spend your money on shows where your heart is. It's just all there is to it. And I, I'm not begging for money, by the way. I'm just saying how you can tell where you're joined is where your money is going. And that's good for you to know. Because if it's not here, that's completely fine. But make that join as strong as you can. 
Get it strong because then the supply flows through that joint. So what is a joint that we can get supply from? What is it that we have to do to be in a joined place with other Christians? The first thing, there's three things we need to commit to. The first is we need to commit to the relationship. <clears throat> that means I make a decision of my will to commit to this relationship. It's not just when things are going well. I'm committed. I'm in. I've made a decision of my will. And even when things go hard, I'm committed. And part of this commitment is a commitment to be open and honest with the other person. If I'm committed to the relationship, then I'm committed to open myself and be honest with them. This passage in Ephesians 4 says that we speak the truth in love, and that's when we start to grow up. So part of this joint of supply, part of being joined to other Christians is a commitment to the relationship and to be open and honest and not hide and not deceive each other. The second thing is a commitment to a vision or a mission. If we're committed together to a vision and a mission, then we're joined together, focused on something greater than ourselves. And obviously, the great commission of Jesus in Matthew 28, he said, go and make disciples of all nations. That has to be our task. That has to be our mission. But it's only when smaller groups of individual Christians in a local church get together that it actually becomes a mission that has any meaning. When we use our different gifts together, and we join together to do a mission. So first is a com commitment to the relationship. Second is a commitment to a mission or a vision. And the third thing is a commitment to a leadership. Uh, God has put in the body different leader, leader gifts who guide us, who we can trust to guide us to speak into our lives, uh, to listen to God properly and to represent God properly. No leaders are perfect. You'll never find the perfect leaders. But part of the way God has set up the body is there are supposed to be people who get a vision and can speak into our lives and, and guide the, the group forward. So it's a commitment to a relationship, a commitment to a mission, a shared vision, and then thirdly, a commitment to a leadership. When we've done these things, we're in a position. We are, we are joined. We're ready for the supply, the supernatural blessing of Jesus, of the head to flow. And we see a growth in our own lives and in the body of Christ and in the world around us of the kingdom of God in such a way that we could never see when we weren't joined. Please join, commit to these three things, and you'll see great supply released in your life. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are building your body in a wonderful way around the world, and you've allowed us to be part of this, Lord. And I pray that you would help us to, to just flow with what you're doing. I pray for each of us, Lord, that you would help us to join and to, to see the benefit of this, of this body working together. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, go to leadinglightsnetwork.com.